grab your coffee. It's time for an episode of Chit Chat with the Queer and Creative. I'm your host, Melissa De Silva. Hello again, Chit Chatters. I hope all of you are doing well and living your authentic life. One of the best experiences that I had while I was a school social worker was teaching sex ed to middle schoolers and high schoolers. I was so excited to teach these kids the important stuff about sex, relationship, and their bodies, the things that I didn't get taught when I was in public school, and what I believe is still not being taught today. I knew the information they were actually getting was from mostly online sites that aren't really educational, or from their friends who might not have the sex ed class with me. But One thing that seems to be true is that whether it's formal education or pornography, one thing is conveyed through all of these medias is that sex is dirty, shameful, and is only enjoyable by male-bodied individuals. I got to address all that why I taught this in school. I would also like to point out that as far as I know, we did not have any teenage pregnancies when I was teaching health ed. And this could be because I handed out condoms like Oprah hands out gifts. You get a condom and you get a condom. I felt like if they knew that condoms were something not to be afraid of and played with them and understood how they work, then they'd be more apt to use them when they were needed. I absolutely love that part of my job and I absolutely enjoyed teaching health class. I probably should have done that as a career in my lifetime. So my guest today is also in the sex ed world of a sort. Uh, She is truly living her authentic life. She has created her own online store, which sells teas and has a successful OnlyFans business. And I am absolutely delighted to introduce you to this guest because she is such an amazing person. And even though she doesn't identify as queer, she's still one of our delightful allies. I felt such a connection with her that I sent her a piece of my art. I don't know anybody else that could appreciate an abstract vagina painting besides her. So I hope you enjoyed this guest as much as I enjoyed interviewing her. And now here's my interview with Chamika Dennis. Hello, my chit chatters. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Chit Chat with a Queer Coach. I am your host, Melissa De Silva, and I am so happy that you are here because I know that I'm going to have an engaging conversation with my next guest. And I have a feeling that we could probably go on for hours because she's going to talk about all things I love to talk about and don't get the room to talk about. And I think it's a lot of things that a lot of us don't get to talk about. No space for that. And so, no further ado, I'll introduce my guest. Jamika Dennis. Jamika, thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So you are an entrepreneur. You are a yoga instructor, a hypnosis therapist, a hypnotist. What else? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I know. I know. When I have to list it, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many things. Like, what? I just need one word to say it, right? Um, yes. <laughs> so I do a lot of womb wellness and I create yoni steams and I have an online store where I sell yoni eggs and herbal teas. So many, many things. But basically, like if I had to say what I did in all encompassing is like I am a freedom catalyst mm. I help to uh, reclaim their freedom and show up in a way that they would 
if nobody told them not to be who they who they are, right? We mm-hmm. took those programs. And I think that's probably the thing I'm the most excited about. How did you get into this work? Because this isn't something that you go to college for and talk about like steaming your vagina. Like, how do you get into this? <laughs> All right. You know, that's a good question. How did I get introduced to Yoni Steam? I've been doing it for so long. So I study a lot of Eastern medicine and have a more like shamanic and native indigenous practice. And I started studying herbs. And then all of a sudden, like I started realizing in China what like the empresses would do and how they would steam their their yoni. I like the word pussy, how they would steam. And Mm -hmm. it would keep it healthy. And then I started learning about how the body holds emotions Mm. and how the pelvic bowl holds shame and guilt. And as I started, the more I started learning, the more I was intrigued to take that work out and teach it to other people. But first, it was to heal myself. I ended up having an experience where I was told I would not have children. And I have four. So, oh, wow. you know, they were wrong. They were wrong. Right. Because I, I started studying how to heal my body and then I became wildly obsessed with it and took it out and wanted to learn more and more and more. And now I teach it. So it's exciting because I get to see other women have these experiences as well. And how long have you been doing this for? I've been doing this for 10 years. Wow. Wow. I'm guessing you're like way ahead of your time because I didn't start hearing about this to maybe like five years ago. Yeah. When I first started, people thought I was crazy. They were like, what is a yoni egg? You want me to stick up what up where? Or you want me to squat over a pot of hot herbs? Like that doesn't sound cool. And then um, reality TV started talking about yoni eggs and uh, yoni steam. And all of a sudden it became popular. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh yeah, I'll try that. So it was really weird because for a while I was like this lone wolf that was like, hey, this can help you. And people were like, eh, whatever. And then all of a sudden it became trendy. (laughs) Now, why do you think that we keep a lot of guilt in that area of our body? You know, that is a really great question. I, I don't even know that I have necessarily have like one single answer. Each organ in the body holds different emotions and women for whatever reason, that's just the area where we tend to hold. So like fear would be held in the kidneys, right? Mm-hmm. And also in the liver. I don't know why we were designed to be that way, but we hold a lot of shame and trauma and guilt in our womb space, even like different components of the pussy and the vagina going all the way up has different reflexology points where we hold so many different emotions. It's really interesting because I know that if you go to like a gynecologist and you say like, you know, it's painful to have sex and, you know, they're like, oh, take this lube and stuff like that. But they don't really think like maybe there's something else that's going on. Or the other thing is, is like, well, there's nothing really we can do for you. So, right. Good luck to you. That's because pleasure was not made a priority for women. Mm hmm. We have a clitoris, which has 8,000 nerve endings, and it has the only function of giving our body pleasure, Mm -hmm. but yet they only discovered it recently, right? Yes. They only discovered it recently, and we are not taught that our bodies are designed for pleasure. And so from very early, we're shamed about things like our cycle, you know, Mm -hmm. all of the things that have to do with us being women, we are shamed for. So it's become super early. Nobody ever thinks, oh, you know what? This woman just came into my office and she's complaining of pain during sex. This could be emotional. 
perhaps I should tell her that reflexology for and using a yoni egg would help her to release these emotions mm-hmm. so that she could have pleasure. But a lot of gynecologists were taught that that part of our body is only for procreation. And so therefore, as long as we can still procreate, there's no issue. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding out as I get older too, that the body does change. And for men, when their body changes, some of them take Viagra to be aroused. And for women, there hasn't been anything, right? Like Viagra came out within a second. Like once it was out, everybody could get it. And so (laughs) for women, it hasn't really been a thing. And I even asked like a doctor, like, can you get it on the black market or something for women? Like this is not fair because, you know, research doesn't go into women's satisfaction. It's all about the men being able to get it up. So one of the things I recently learned about was testosterone for women. And I'm open about being on testosterone. Like every four months I get an injection, uh, like a pellet, and it has changed my life. And we don't realize that the testosterone is important for women too. And we start to lose it as we get older. And then that's when all this other stuff happens. And the first thing he was like, like, um, how is your libido? And I was like, holy moly, I thought that shop was closed for the rest of my life. (laughs) And I was like, but still, it's not something that's offered. Like insurance companies don't pay for it. I had to pay for it out of pocket. It's black label because they say like, this is not specifically for women. And yet they've been studying it since like the 70s. And Viagra is on the market within years. And it's just very unfair. And it's just like this continued cycle that we keep on having to fight against. It, it is unfair. And the, the crazy part is that if they would have just told you eating certain foods that are testosterone boosting, right? Mm-hmm. Or taking herbs that are testosterone boosting would actually help your libido. And then drinking teas, like herbal teas, right? Like the one that I create helps. Um, there's so many different aphrodisiacs that Mm -hmm. women can take that are so simple, like cinnamon. Yeah. Cinnamon and nutmeg are Mm -hmm. aphrodisiac that like I, in the mornings, I will make pancakes and I'll put cinnamon and nutmeg. So there's all these different ways that we can boost our libido so that we can experience that same pleasure. But Mm -hmm. when you look at society as a whole, no, it's like if a man has an issue with his penis, it's an emergency. Yes. Like everybody's hitting 911 panic. We need that drug stat. But Mm -hmm. And for women, it's like, ah, well, you know, if a man has a woman and she is not, uh, her libido is low, he can always take another woman, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's very interesting how still in society today, we're still struggling with this, but you are on a mission to free (laughs) us from all of this and you have retreats. Tell me about that. I love that. So I have a retreat called Return of the Wild Woman, and we do a lot of deep diving. So it's all about connecting, rebuilding sisterhood, because there is that sister trauma and wound, right? And things that we've experienced, like you shared with your low libido or you how you experienced that. We don't have these conversations with our sisters. Mm-hmm. And so we do a lot of deep diving and healing a lot of trauma and then connecting and building sisterhood so that we can have conversations and normalize these things. And we do yoga, we do womb wellness. So we'll do like some energy work and yoni steaming and learn about yoni eggs. It's a whole weekend and uh, it's super exciting. And the women, when they leave, 
they built this sisterhood and they keep in touch. And I think that's one of the things I love the most is that they're really building relationships. And so mm-hmm. it's ongoing. And then they come back the next year and introduce new sisters and they build more relationships. So, wow. Now, do they do all the steaming together? Like, is this the communal circle? Steaming? Yes, it is. a communal now, You are connected after you experience that with somebody else. <laughs> Absolutely. I do monthly workshops here in Arizona where we do that. And that was interesting to introduce to the community because people are like, you want me to come and sit in a group of women and do what? But in that setting, there is no nudity. So we offer blankets to cover and we ask women to wear a long skirt or a dress where they're actually just lifting it up and just squatting over the ball so nobody sees anything. Mm-hmm. At the retreat, though, we do get a little bit more free not releasing shame. So we do get naked. And as we do, we're releasing shame and guilt and layers. And so before we get to space of steaming, you've already built a connection with your sisters. It's interesting because I recently went to Jamaica where you can be nude at the resort. And at first we didn't realize it. And then we found out. And to be able, yeah, I enjoyed it. I was like, woo, <laughs> off of the top. <laughs> Once you're able to go swimming topless, you don't want to go swimming any other way. I mean, it's just like relaxing. But one of the things that was interesting is that nobody cared what each other looked like. And it was interesting to be able to see other people's bodies. Because how often do we get to see somebody's bodies who might be over 60? Like that is not something we grow up seeing. And to be like, oh, this is what a person looks like when they're older too. And it normalizes it instead of feeling shameful about it. And I think we should just all have like a month where I all go nude. That's the, you know. (laughs) I like that. I I definitely signed up for that option. There is actually a study and I I don't want to misquote the study or where I got the study from, but it's posted on my page. So I'll have to share it with you. But where they took a hundred women's vaginas they showed it to other women and realized that women's self-esteem actually was boosted after seeing that, wow, wait a minute, mine isn't ugly. I thought it was ugly, but like they all look so different and so unique. And I think that that's something that we need to normalize because here, especially in the States, women's bodies are hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. And there's so much like, you know, sex sells, right? Instead of pleasure. And instead of saying, Hey, you know what? Breasts come in so many different shapes and sizes and yours are perfect, whether Mm -hmm. they're big and round or small and perky, whether they've been augmented or not, like however you show up, it's beautiful and it's worthy and deserving of love instead of this cookie cutter standard of we have to have this certain figure in order for us to be attractive. I think that's a great study to bring up because I think for most women, who have vaginas think that they look different. Like, how are we supposed to know when we don't see anybody else's? And you can't really ask your partner like, hey, (laughs) what's that look like compared to the last one you saw? Right, right. (laughs) Kind of ruins the mood. I mean, you can, but then then you might get in the space of comparison, right? And instead of embracing that yours is unique. But Mm -hmm. when you start to normalize that and you see visuals of other women. And actually go to places like nude beaches or retreats where you're seeing other women, it helps you to embrace your body as, oh, wow. And then you hear other women tell their stories of how they felt insecure. And you're looking at them maybe and going, oh, I wish my butt looked like that. And they're like, oh, I don't like it. Right. So then you start to see that even women who we idolize 
have some things that they maybe aren't, you know, in love with on their body. And it helps you to go, oh, wait, I can accept this thing about me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you're doing wonderful work by opening this up for everybody. And this teaching is amazing. Now, one of the other things that you have on your website is your fans only membership. Now, I don't know many people that have memberships for fans only. So tell me about that. Okay. So it was created. It's actually called Venus Moon's Playground. And it was a space where I wanted to play. I do uh, yoni yoga and yoni breathing. It's like, and then orgasmic yoga. And I wanted a place to reclaim my power and also to be witnessed in that. And it was kind of tricky when I first started it because the men who were signing up, they were automatically assuming because there were so many people who had porn pages that my page was going to be like that, even though in my bio, it clearly states Mm -hmm. that it's not, right? Yeah. And so I had to like push through, but then I also had to do a lot of healing around that and go, they're men and they're operating out of what they were shown and taught how Mm -hmm. to interact with a woman. And so it became a space of teaching them respect. Wow. And how to see my body in an artistic way and to appreciate my body and to appreciate the share in a way that was respectful and yet still be able to enjoy that pleasure. Like I understand that they are visual, so they're going to see my body and get turned on, but there is a proper way to interact with me that is respectful. And unless I choose for it to become sexual, it will not. And so I get to reclaim my power in that way and also educate the men and also encourage the women who show up and decide to play with me in that space. Nice. You are doing the Lord's work, I swear. (laughs) And the church said, amen. (laughs) If there's one thing that you would want my audience to know about the work that you do, what would that be? Mm, You know what? Oh my goodness. Because you do a lot. (laughs) I do do a lot. See, and the only thing that keeps coming up is this quote of like love anyways. And I feel like that applies in so many different ways, right? Loving yourself anyways, despite the thoughts that are in your head, Um, loving others anyways, and understanding that they're doing the best that they can. And then show the fuck up. That's right. Show the fuck up. Because a lot of times we are playing small and we are not showing up. And I am here to say like, show up, whatever that looks like. It could be messy, whatever that looks like, but just keep showing up. And uh, if you need support in that, definitely reach out because I'm always down to play. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Now, where can people find you and your playground and everything that you offer? Oh, awesome. So I have two Instagram pages. Uh, One is the Butterfly Mystic. And so they always can follow me. That is where I share quotes, plants, plant therapy, plant medicine, and yoga. And the other is at Venus Moon Creation. And uh, that is all about pussy power. And And you have some hysterical quotes on there. I think my favorite one so far was the clit is not a DJ. Slow it down. Yes. Oh, I hate when, like, don't be rough on the clit. Like, Oh, that was great. So it's worth following just for the laugh. I love it. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I, I humor myself if nobody else laughs. So it's nice to know that other people are laughing at my antics as well. That's what I was saying. This interview could be like two hours because we would probably have the best time just laughing okay. at ourselves. 
Uh, yeah. So, and then bit.ly Venus Moon is where you can find all of my things. I'm going to admit that I am going to purchase some of that pussy tea because I have been hearing stuff about it and I want to see this. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so excited, especially because you might be like, I don't even need that pellet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. He might be in trouble. He might be reaching out to me, you know? <laughs> you know? I can't get her off of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hold me on at work. Boosting <laughs> me to his body. Yes. I know, right? I'll have to send you some of my orgasmic honey too. Yes. I'm playing around with mushrooms right now. And Ooh. I love it. So yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your beautiful wisdom with my chit chatters. And I am sure you and I will see each other again. 